Someone asked me recently about uh, the Jewish day. That is to say, when does legally a day start according to Jewish law? So when you look at uh, bottles of soda or milk, um, you'll find that it says that the, the you know the use-by date um, will say, let's say, a particular date, and it might say till midnight of this date. And the reason is that in secular law, the day, so let me see, today is the uh, 4th of March, um, the 4th of March starts at midnight uh, this morning, that is to say, midnight um, of the previous night, and ends at midnight of the night following. So that it's a 24-hour period from midnight to midnight. That would be the day of March 4th. In Jewish tradition, however, the day for legal purposes, most legal purposes, uh, starts the evening before. So, for example, the Sabbath, Shabbat, uh, starts Friday evening, when the stars come out or when the sun comes down, and it ends on Saturday evening when the stars come out. So it is also 24 hours, but the 24 hours is from the beginning of the night till the beginning of the night, uh, so that the evening precedes the morning in the order of our day. And uh, this is derived from the verses in Genesis. The verses in Genesis tell us, Vayihi Erev, Vayihi Boker, and it was evening and it was morning, First day, second day, third, etc., etc., and so we believe uh, we derive from those verses that um, in a uh, Jewish day the night precedes the day. And someone asked me why that is so. They also asked me another question, which we'll try to answer as well, uh, which is um, uh, why is it that most of the mitzvot, most commandments that we do, most of our major uh, services of God, most of our major services in the synagogue back in the days of the temple, all the offerings and all the service was always during the day, not at night. So I think, uh, let me answer the first question first. Why does the uh, night precede the day? And the answer, which is given both by the Maharal of Prague and of Hirsch, is the idea that uh, just as the creation of the world was really a creation of something from nothing, was preceded by nothing. So um, also within the human being, when we are created and we are born, we are, no offense to any babies or kids out there, but we're not very impressive. Um, and uh, we are like, uh, I mean, compared to what we are later, we're almost nothing. And we need to improve ourselves, to grow and to perfect ourselves. And that's actually the entire purpose of life. The world starts with chaos and comes to order. It turns into order by the person, the human being, putting the energy of free will into the system. So the way we understand it, that's how life is, that's how the world is, and that's how everything is. We have chaos, tohu vavohu, which means null and void, uh, you know, uh, astonishingly desolate, as the verse in Genesis describes how the world looked, and then God imposed order on that system. So that so night symbolizes uh, because of its darkness, because of our fatigue, because of the lack of our ability to do things at night. Um, so it symbolizes the chaos and the uh, the imperfection uh, that precedes order and creation and daytime. And that's really what it's uh, what what daytime is about. That's why it starts with the night, followed by the followed by the day. And uh, we also believe that in history it is like that. History, you have golos, you have exile 
i.e. which is symbolized by nighttime, uh, exile when we are fatigued, when, when it is dark, when we cannot see properly, we can't function properly. That's the chaos, but that is followed by redemption, which is what daytime is about. So you have exile followed by redemption. Um, so that means in many areas, whether it is on the universal cosmological level, chaos precedes order, night precedes day. Whether it is on the level of the individual, where our we're not born perfect, we are born imperfect, and we have to build ourselves up so that night, chaos, precedes day. And it's also true on a historical level for the Jewish people as a whole, whereby our exile precedes our redemption, the chaos precedes order, the night precedes the day. Um, along these lines, Rav Hirsch explains the reason that so many of our mitzvot, which are time-bound, tend to be obligations during the day. There's one or two exceptions, Passover, Seder. But on the whole, when we do a mitzvah blowing of shofar, uh, putting on tefillin, shaking the lulav and the etrog, the four species of Sukkot, um, uh, the, all the order of the offerings in the temple in Jerusalem, all these are obligatory during the day. Our holiest prayers, our most central prayers, whether it's the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, the additional service of the new year, whether it's the Avodah, the uh, beautiful description of the high priest and his what he did on the Day of Atonement, which we say during the day, all of these are during the day, not at night. Reverse's understanding of that is, uh, so, according to what we said before, it, we would understand it because these mitzvah, the mitzvah, the Torah, and the avodah, the service of God, those are the order uh, which is imposed on the chaos. They are the redemption that is imposed on the exile. They are the means to our growth and our perfection. Hence, they are during the daytime. They follow the lack of uh, perfection. They follow the chaos. They follow the night and they give us order and they give us perfection. Uh, Reverse mentions another idea, which is that uh, that he says a lot of people um, or a lot of religions, there are many cultures where their holy times are at night. And he understands that the reason for this is when do people reach out to God when they are feeling tired, when they are feeling down, when they are feeling powerless, when they are weak, when they have wimped out. Not his words, my words, but but that's when people reach out to God very often. Uh, when things are going badly, when they're sick, when they're infirm, when they are starving, when you know all of the time when there's bad stuff going on, that's when we reach out. Why? Because it's it's a basic human reaction. When you know when you feel the lack of your own power, that's when you reach out to God. However, Rav Hirsch says that's not what the Torah wants. The Torah and God wants the human being to reach out to God when we are at the height of our powers, when we are at the height of our perception, when we are at the greatest moments of our life. Not God should not be just a refuge for when things are going poorly. He should not be a, a refuge for when things... He can be that, but that's not the primary idea. The primary idea is that, on the contrary, when we are at the height of our faculties, when we are at the height of our awareness, we have the greatest intellectual power, i.e. daytime, that's when we have the greatest chance of reaching of reaching God. So the Torah specifically uh, makes uh, daytime as a special time for so many commandments because it doesn't want to give us the impression, it doesn't want us to see 
the Torah and the mitzvot, Judaism, as being some refuge for the pathetic. It wants it to be something which, even when I'm powerful, when things are going well, I want to attach to God. I want to improve myself. I want to perfect myself. And that's when I can do it the best because I'm not struggling against poverty or against uh, disease, etc. I am, what am I doing? I am try- I'm able to work. I mean, poverty and disease are things we work against, but they are, so to speak, distractions. Uh, they're things we have to overcome in order to really achieve greatness. Sometimes we can achieve greatness by overcoming them. But ultimately, it is not within those things that we achieve it by overcome, but by overcoming them and growing beyond, beyond them. So therefore, daytime for us is the time of redemption and it's the time when so many of our commandments are actually obligatory upon us because it's even, or not even, but especially when the human being is at the height of their powers, that's when the human being uh, attaches themselves to God.